Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you all for having me this evening. I have been given the task to, uh, to pray tonight. If you are not ready for it, I encourage you to make your mind up that you're going to pray. Pray for about maybe 20 minutes at most. I'll teach for maybe about 20 minutes and then we'll pray for maybe teach for 10 minutes and then we'll pray for 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, one thing about prayer is that you need to build the stamina for it. And so every year on the 31st of the year, I would have a 12-hour prayer meeting on the 31st of December every year. I've had it for the last five years. And we go 12 hours straight of prayer. Well, we break in between to receive instruction and then we continue praying. About two years ago, we had the opportunity of having a 24-hour prayer meeting. We started at 7 in the evening on a Friday evening. We went all the way to, to um, Saturday the following evening. And we saw tremendous things come out of it. So prayer is the ministry and the ministry is prayer. And if you do not spend your time praying, then you give yourself an opportunity for the enemy to come in and do whatever he wants to do. And if you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter 1. Second Corinthians, chapter 1. We'll read from the New King James Version, and then we would read from the Amplified. Second Corinthians, chapter 1, verses... If you have it, say, I have it. If you say, if you don't have it, say, hold on. Okay. Give you three, two, one. It says, for all the promises of God in Him, I guess, and in Him, Amen, to the glory of God through us. For all the promises of God in Him, I guess, and in Him, Amen. To the glory of God through us. Could you give me the Amplified, please? Let's look at what the Amplified says. Because when you read it in this rendering, you will not get the truth. And that's the Amplified says, For as many as are the promises of God in Christ, they are all answered yes. So through Him, we say our amen to the glory of God. That's why we actually say amen in church. The purpose of saying amen is because God has already said yes and you have to add your amen to what God has said. Are you with me? Okay. It is a truth that has been headed for years. For as many as are the promises of God, in Christ, they are all answered. Every promise is answered in Christ. And the answer to the promises of God are what? Help me out, are what? Yes. So through him, we say our amen to the yes of God. If you are not saying an amen to his yes, 
you are not benefiting from the fact that all the promises in Christ have already been answered as a yes. Every promise. Every promise. So if you go before God and you find yourself begging, you've missed the whole thing. If you go to God and you're begging, you don't understand God. Because he has already answered yes to his promises. Are you with me? Okay. It's not flamboyant yet. It will get flamboyant. You <laughs> get, get this. Because if you don't get this, then you, you will jump and shout about what I'm about to say next. And you will not do what you're supposed to do. When you read the promises of God from now onwards, what does the word of God say? God's promises are what? Yes. And then what do you do to God's promises? You add your what? Your amen to the promises of God. Thank you. Now let's go to Psalm 91. Okay, so we're going to go through a couple of promises of God. And that's what we will be praying. We're going to pray the word of God. Are you wondering, you know, how we're going to do this? We have the gift of uh, uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost through the evidence of speaking in tongues. You would exercise it during the next, you know, 30 minutes. If you have, if you do not have it, desire it. If you want it before you leave, this evening you can see me and I believe you would receive it before you go because it's already inside of you. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came to indwell you. So you are not struggling to get the Holy Spirit. He's already on the inside of you and it is for you to speak the language that he has given to you. And if you don't speak it, it is to your own disadvantage because he has made every promise available to you with his yes and it is for you to say amen to it. And amen simply means let it be so. And you receive what God has already made available. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 91, please. You're not there yet. Okay. The Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Verse 3 says, By surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. When somebody says surely, what they are saying to you is that they've removed every reasonable doubt. And that without a shadow of doubt, they are going to do exactly what they said. And the word of God says, surely he shall deliver you from the what? snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Go to the, new, go to the King James. Uh, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. God's promises to you are yes and amen. If he says, surely he will deliver you then surely you add your amen to his yes and it doesn't matter what you're going through, God is going to deliver you. Can I have an amen? God is going to deliver you because he's made a promise to you. Next verse. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. And so we call God our shield and our buckler. When you call God your shield and your buckler, you are adding your, your amen to his already said yes. 
and he will be shield and buckler to you. It doesn't matter what is happening in spite of what is happening. It doesn't matter what the doctor said. It doesn't matter what the diagnosis is. It doesn't matter uh, what the banker said. It doesn't matter what your parents said. It doesn't matter what generationally has been in the family. The Bible says he, he, he is going to be your shield and your buckler. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. So when you're praying, you say, Father, you have said in your word that you are shield and buckler. And now I add my amen to that, that which you have already said. And your word says, surely you will deliver me in spite of you're going to deliver me. Regardless of what is happening, you're going to deliver me. And I hold on to your word. It doesn't matter how much the enemy is, is pushing you against the wall. Your word to him is that surely the Lord is going to deliver you. And the Lord is going to see to it that his word will not return to him void, but shall accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. If God says, surely God is going to do it, and do not have any doubt in your mind. If there's any doubt, cast it out and say, God says he's going to deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. If God said it, God is God enough to do it. See, the, 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 one of the problems with us as Christians today is that we see and we say what we see. But God always says what he wants to see. So if you want to see something other than what's happening, you say exactly what you want to see. So when there was utter darkness in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, and God said, let there be what? Light. And there was light. What he wanted to see was what? light. And so when he wanted light, what did he say? Let there be light. If he, if, if he wanted darkness, he would leave it as it was. See, nothing happens without, without you saying it. Nothing. Because the power is actually in your tongue and you say as your father says. So whatever God wanted to see, God said it. Whatever you want to see, you, you have to say it. If you don't say it, Somebody would say it for you. You know the scripture that says that the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the what? The moon by night. He shall what? Preserve your soul. Now when, when the Bible says that, let me give you a little bit of a background to it. The people that worship the sun god would speak to the sun god and they would, they would decide to make declarations, incantations, hexes, spells, all of that into the sun. And they'll say that tomorrow by this time, when the sun hits your skin, or when the sun rises, all these things should come to pass. And they would say that when the moon rises, or when it is full moon, this is what we want to see happen. So when the word of God says, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night, what, what the word of God is actually saying is that I am going to protect you whether it is day or night. Because the enemy is saying things on your behalf. And if you do not say what you want to see, whatever he says is what will come to pass in your life. Because we don't say it as believers. We don't say it. Or when we go to God, we are begging, we are crawling, we are squalling, we are crying, we are pushing. And we feel that that's prayer. That's not prayer. That is biblical ignorance. Yeah find a lot of people crying. When, when you ask them, the easiest way to tell whether somebody is a mature Christian is to ask them to pray. 
If I hear 15 Father Gods, I know you don't know how to pray. Dear Father God, Father God, Father God, I thank you, Father God, Father, you don't know how to pray. Because you have not read his word. When you read his word, you go back to him with his word. You wouldn't go back begging. Okay, let's go back to Psalm 91. You're all looking at me like, this guy is, is whatever. Psalm 91. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Next verse. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Now when it says a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, it is not every thousand that falls, that falls because they just fell. The thousand fell because you killed the thousand. The Bible says that David goes to war with his men. And when David goes to war, one of Goliath's brothers is coming up against David from, the, from, the, from his blind side. And he's not able to see it. And so, and so uh, Abiatar ends up killing Goliath's brother. And they said to him, you are a star to us. And so stay in the city and we will fight the battles and we will put your name on it. So David was not going to war anymore. And then the Bible says that when Absalom usurped authority on his father and he caused his father to run, Ahithophel said unto, unto, uh, 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 unto Absalom, he says that your father David, it would take 10,000 men to bring David down. Just David. Just David. Don't think your father can't fight. If you send 9,999 people, you kill all of them by himself the thousand that falls at your side they don't just fall they don't fall because you, you were sleeping in bed and then they just fell they fall because you, you command your angels to do warfare on your behalf the bible says the angel of the lord encampeth run about them that fear him the Bible says one angel went into the camp of the enemy and in one night he slew 180,000 men they just don't die. If you don't speak it, they will not. Nothing will happen. Next verse. Only with your eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Next verse. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. That's a promise from God. He is your refuge and he is your habitation. Next. Because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, the name of the Lord is a strong one and the righteous do what? Run into it and they are safe. That's a promise of God. And God has already said it. So in Christ, that promise is already a yes. And all you do is add your amen to it. Next verse. There shall no evil before thee. This is my favorite verse in all of scripture. This verse here. There shall no evil before thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. No plague, no evil will befall me. It doesn't matter what the doctor said. No evil will befall me. Many of us don't believe the word of God. I believe the word. No evil. I don't understand. I don't know what. If he says no, I don't know where you add to it. No means no. So he says, no evil shall befall me. So when, when the enemy is coming up against me, I remind him that God's word says, no evil shall befall me and no plague.
shall come near my dwelling. For he has given his angels charge over me to keep me in what all of my ways. And they will bear me up in their arms lest I dash my foot against the stone. If you are dashing your foot against the stone, you have not spoken the word. And if you've not spoken the word and you've not reminded heaven of what God has said concerning you, then evil will befall you. If evil is befalling you, then you have allowed it. You have the choice and you're not speaking it. If evil is happening in your life, you have allowed it. The Bible says, there shall no evil before me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For he has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all of my ways. All, all, all of my ways. Everywhere I go, the angels of the Lord encamp around above. Everywhere I go, the angels of the Lord have charge over me. Are you with me? Next verse. There shall... Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the other. The young lion and dragon shall thou trample at the feet. Next verse. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I set him on high, because he has known my name. Next verse. He shall call upon me, and I will what? Answer. That's a promise from God. If you don't call upon him, there's nothing for him to answer. I will be with him in what? Trouble. If you decide to get into trouble, he will be with you in trouble. And he will deliver you out of the trouble. And he will honor you when you come out of the trouble. That's what the Bible says. If you find yourself in trouble and you call upon him, he will deliver you out. He will come into the trouble and be with you in the trouble. Then he will deliver you out of the trouble then he would honor you when you come out of the trouble. Can I get an amen? Next verse. With what? Lung line. So when you have, when the doctor tells you you have a sickness, sickness is the beginning of death. And if God has promised in his word that he would satisfy you with lung line, then, then sickness cannot be part of the equation. So then you repeat Psalm 118 to him. I shall not what? die but I shall live to declare the works of the Lord because God says with long life he will satisfy you and show you his salvation do you believe the word of God you don't need to pray a whole lot of other things other than this and if you don't know how to pray I'll do my best to pray alongside so you are aware I want you to all take up your Bibles everyone on your phones wherever it is and I, we're going to pray Psalm 91 that's what everybody's going to pray a couple of rules to pray. It comes to my prayer meeting. Other prayer meetings, I don't know. I encourage you not to sit. I encourage you to walk. I encourage you to walk around. So one of the things I do when I'm praying, if, if, if I'm walking from this wall to that wall, I can, I can walk this wall and pace myself to walk it in 30 seconds. So that when I walk back, I'd have walked a minute. And if I do that 30 times, I would have prayed for how many minutes? 30 minutes. That's how I, that's how I tell myself to pray. Otherwise, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. You close your eyes. You think you've prayed for a long time. You open your eyes and you've only prayed for five minutes. Has it happened to you? Yeah, you feel that you've really prayed and all of that. And then you look at the clock and the clock has not even moved. Right? Because when you close your eyes... And you say, you know, it's the Spirit of God, how the Spirit of God leads me. It's, it is a sign of an indisciplined Christian. 
because we say that as the spirit leads and then you pray for five minutes and you leave you can't pray for more than ten minutes and you want to go cast out a demon so when you get there you know what the demon will say the demon will say Paul we know Jesus we know but who are you and you have no authority because you have not built up yourself shall we all stand